Hi guys, and welcome to another great episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. And uh, this is episode eight of Season Alpha, and it's a good one too. Uh, today I, I go to the Samaritans in Shrewsbury to celebrate their 60th birthday. Really, really cool event. I got to break out my trusty Zoom H6, uh, which if you are a seasoned podcaster, or even if you're just starting up, you'll probably know what that, what that is. It's a very trusty piece of kit. It's a portable mic that you can plug other mics into. It's pretty much a mixer you can carry around in the palm of your hand. I haven't used it for a long time. Um, I got to set that up and speak to some fantastic people on this one. And I need to give you uh, a disclaimer um, there is going to be talk of um, things that maybe trigger may trigger you if you are sensitive to talk of um, you know serious mental health or suicide um, ideations or you know it's it's this is the Samaritans we're talking about they do incredible work but it's incredible work uh, surrounding some very sensitive topics uh, you know it's uh, it's good to talk about what they do um, but of course it means covering subjects like that so. Um, if uh, th this may deter you, um, I'll totally understand. That being said, uh, the interviews that we did get on this day were incredible. Um, so I want to say thank you to everybody that spoke to me uh, about what they do. Because, um, you know, uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, what the Samaritans do, um, not only is it can be quite upsetting to talk about these things, but there's a bit of red tape and things that we can and can't say. And I think everybody handled it with uh, absolute uh, professionalism. So thank you so much to everybody that spoke to me. Um, at the end, I'm going to leave you with a bit of information about if you want to support the Samaritans um, and how to how to um, contact them if you need them, uh, which I encourage you all to do. So if 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 that is the case. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Samaritans of Shrewsbury. I want to wish them a happy 60th birthday. And this is their episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Enjoy. Hi guys, um, so today we are, I'm at the uh, the Samaritans today for this, it's a 60th birthday celebration in Shrewsbury mm -hmm. and I've been invited along to uh, to speak to members of the Samaritans and to various people at the party that they're going to throw later um, about what 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 the, uh, I want to talk about what the, the, the landscape has looked like over 60 years and what it's changed and how we're understanding about mental health and people that need the help that you guys offer. Um, so first of all, would you like to introduce your guys selves? Uh, my name's Angie. Um, I've been in the, uh, a listening volunteer at the branch for about four years. Um, I joined just before the pandemic, and wow, uh, yeah, it's it's a fabulous place to be. It's a um, lovely bunch of people to work with, and a really really fabulous thing to be doing for it help really hoping to help other people as much as we can i feel like listening is lost is lost like be, to be able to sit and listen to someone mm. and not to narcissistically ramble about your own stuff is actually quite hard to do sometimes i feel oh like. absolutely and we offer active listening workshops to organizations that are free of charge because we absolutely passionately believe that listening properly listening actively to what someone's saying can help you can explore your own options i mean it doesn't mean when we listen to people we don't actually change anything but the people that we talk to look go through things think about them we question them in a in a in a, a particular way we summarize we clarify we ask open questions and it's all about them i don't know if you remember your primary school teacher used to say two ears one mouth yes. and that's us we listen twice as much as we speak I feel like we're living in a more and more sort of corporate world that, like when it comes to like your rent, your bills, your, everything that's done at the moment. Like um, my wife uh, is ch changing jobs. Mm -hmm. I know she won't mean, I won't mention where she's going or whatever, so it mm -hmm. should be fine. But the job she's leaving, now the way they do things is they just offer the most basic of references. They started mm. on this date and they finished on this date. That's all they'll give you. Mm. And that's like, that seems like really inhumane. That's like a machine to me. Mm. That, that's just like a beep, bop, bop, you know, mm. off you mm -hmm, go. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas like, so like, it's not, it's not a world that I'm accustomed to. No. I'm, 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 I'm used to people listening to you and mm. and, and mm. Go letting, you, letting you talk and about sharing. your problems. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. You, you can't get that if you're speaking to a machine. 
you can't and, th- and people are so busy aren't they these days that sometimes there's just not the time and somebody will come and say oh can I tell you when you're not a Samaritan and you've got the kids to get to school the shopping to do the washing to do and there just isn't the time so it's great for people to know they can pick up the phone talk to us anonymously we won't know who they are and they can say whatever they like um this is going to sound like I'm I'm not like launching any sort of attack or anything on you guys but when you when you've been working all week and you listen to lots and lots of people talk about their problems can you get your fill sometimes can you like can you have heard of too much and be like need I need a break I mean how does it work for you guys how do you recharge well it can get a bit it can build up sometimes but there's always someone there you're never ever on your own you always work uh, we're always with a, a colleague um, when we're on the phones or emails or online chat and so you can take a break and you can um, have a chat to your colleague and talk about the call that you've just had and 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 just sort of offload it That's and good. there's also as well as that there's a um, a leader for every shift and the shift won't go ahead unless there's a leader and you f- you can phone that leader anytime if you've got any anything you want to ask or anything you want to um, discuss or if you just want to again offload to somebody else as well that's really good because we all need to do that i mean i feel like mm-hmm. some people forget that we're all human beings and whether it's like being stuck in the traffic on the way to work mm-hmm. or not paying your bills or maybe not getting on with your wife mm. or you fall out with someone whatever we all have our own problems to carry around with us so i think it's really important to be able to offload before you sort of help people i mean you're oh. so right i expect you've had one of those days where everything but everything has gone wrong and only you know about it yeah, of course, and yeah. it's really frustrating and it can affect how you are with other people so just to have somebody who will listen while you're just saying and this happened and that happened and something else happened just to feel honoured, that's all, and respected, and then you can move on. And it does really help, it does. It? It's crazy, it's like it does. People say, they say, oh, thank you so much, and we've done... Oh, well, we've actually, done a lot of listening, but we've not done anything else. Yeah, but they yeah. say, just to talk this through, just yeah. to talk to mm. another person has, has helped me. And I suppose the outlier, that we, we don't get all the time, and people just say you saved my life and we say no you save your life you had the courage to call and we just listen that was a great interview jeff now finally where can i find your website i, I don't have a website what i just never got around to making one you know what i can't take you seriously with an attitude like that i am extremely disappointed in you to not have a website is irresponsible, lazy, you lack ambition. I mean, where's the vision? Don't be like Jeff. Be responsible. Get out there and shine with a beautiful website by Web Orchard, where they will take care of all of your website needs. Go to theweborchard.com right now and get a beautiful website you deserve. You know what? Get out. Um, and we're talking about like sort of 60 years today of Samaritans mm. and talk about changing landscapes and things and you see you started just before the pandemic what mm. a time to join something like this I mean what was that like it must have been an incredible ride for you from well yeah it was it was strange because um, normally the training um, that we do with um, new volunteers um, is face to face and you've got a group feel and you know everyone's together and it's um, it's a really good um, experience in that way um, for me it was all online it was all over zoom so it's a little bit different mm. but it didn't take long um, once I got into the branch and started taking phone calls you start meeting different people and it, it's a real strong community there um, and as I said really great bunch of people <laughs> The pandemic, I was talking to Beth Heath was the last interview we released and we were talking about festivals and the way things were. And she was saying that the pandemic, in some respects, I'd bring back because of how we manage things and how mm. how we change the way we we help other people, we communicate, mm. you know. Um, that it was quite innovative, innovative how we sort of switched to things like Zoom mm. and, mm-hmm. and the, the sort of yeah. teams now it is we use at work. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that you can do that. Mm. I'm used to, spe- I've, I've been for years been doing this podcast, spoken to people from all around the world mm. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for, for the no, changes. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's like magic, changed. Yeah. 
And we often concentrate, don't we, on the, the downside, perhaps, of the pandemic, that people were isolated and now working from home, they're not getting out and they're meeting people. But actually, there is a flip side to it. And a, a lot of things have come out of it yeah. that, that, that can be quite positive if you mm. use them in the right way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what we found, that our branch really came together. How do you guys gel as people? Do you go out for drinks? No, we do don't, like each, other, don't no, like, each other. <laughs> like each other. No, we absolutely don't like each other. Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, there's yeah. Um, social events go on. Not all the time, but, you know, now and then. And there are, are mm. groups that get together. And it's just lovely to see people when you go into the branch and you mm. have a good old chat before your shift starts. Mm. And then, um, then you're down, to, you know, on the phones and um, doing what we do. I went out to celebrate um, a colleague's birthday uh, last night, so I went out with my colleagues. We don't do it very often, but the last time was Christmas, but it was such a nice set. It really mm. is nice to appreciate the people you work with, mm. isn't it? You mm. know? Yeah. And don't you find that you have a common sort of language? So, you know, when people say, do you enjoy being a Samaritan? We know what that actually means. It's not that we like listening to people's distress and sadness, but we know what we mean when we say to each other, yeah, I enjoy being a Samaritan because yeah. we get it, yeah. you know. But and we've all got a huge amount of respect for each other, which I think is really important. Yes. We, you know, everybody has different views on things and we accept everybody's point of view, don't we? We do, but we have to work under Samaritan's rules. So, for example, we can't promise people anything because yeah, we sense. don't know. So it could be somebody at home saying, or giving a terrible story. And we, you, if you weren't a Samaritan, you'd want to say, well, no, don't worry, it'll be all right. But we don't know. We never know it's going to be all right. So you can't promise anything. How closely do you work to, with uh, things like MPFT, mental health um, practitioners? We just went, uh, just went, it's good, good English, we just we just <laughs> went, I'm going to say it again, to the uh, big conference over at Yarnfield that they have the West Midlands Partnership Foundation this week. And there must have been about 120 people working in the health profession, um, all all concerned with mental health and how to move move it forward hope through compassion or compassion through hope i think it works both ways so we went along to that and from that people are asking us whether we can do our active listening workshops for nice. mental health practitioners because they're on the front line they've got a really tough job to do uh, to bring it back to the pa pandemic we saw those pictures of of nurses crying doctors mm. sleeping on the floor mm. and you know the terrible scenes that were going on mm. in the hospital that could that must have been i mean even to this day i'm pretty sure there's a lot of, of health practitioners that felt feel the trauma yeah. from that you know they do mm. yeah and at the time it's as samaritans we set yeah. up a special line for just really? for um health professionals as national not not shrewsbury a national line um just to be there so they could just say what they wanted to say without fear of it going any further or whatever how do you guys prepare for something that you, you can see, you know, in the, fu the near future that there's going to be something like, you know, cost of living, uh, the house crash in 2008, you know, the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, these kind of things that are happening that you can see coming towards you. How, as a team, how do you guys prepare for what could be like the onslaught of calls? Mm -hmm. we, we find really that like the, the cost of living hasn't made a huge difference to the, to the calls. It was... No. Um, it becomes part of the call, but it's not. Yeah. It's not been. I think the stats that we've got is one in twelve people phone nationally to talk about the cost of living. The rest of it, the cost of living, has exacerbated the other things that they feel, and mm. so they talk yeah. about those, don't they? And they talk about the cost of living as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so. and they come. They phone Samaritans to talk about things that they just feel they can't talk to other people. Not ne they can't necessarily talk to other people mm. about. Whereas cost of living is a more That's general. That's a really good way of putting it. Actually, yeah. it's a really yeah. good way of explaining it. Yeah. Well, there are, there are certain things about our characteristics that we would not be comfortable talking about our families and friends with mm. LGBTQ plus. Yeah, it, yeah. The community is is, yeah. is a yeah. very important thing. You know, the statistics for. Um, 
closeted men that, mm, are, that, absolutely. that are very suicidal. I'm pretty yeah. sure you guys see yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, financial burdens people get uh, mm. you know they, they're afraid to tell people that they're financially struggling mm. and mental health is another big one as yeah. well yeah it is that's huge and that's loneliness huge. as well is another yeah. big issue for people yeah. how do you, so much loneliness yeah. how over a phone how do you make someone feel sort of less lonely how do you make them feel a bit better for, for that phone call we just yeah we've got a Shall I go? Yeah, 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 you go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a way of structuring a conversation, and it's not rigid, but we um, use open questions, we clarify, we summarise, we reflect, we react, and we use all these skills because we have to remember this is about the caller, not about us, and all we want them to do is talk and explore their own options because it would be very easy for someone to say, well, why don't you go to the doctor? But we don't know why they don't go to the doctor there might be a very good reason so we yeah. don't ever ever advise what we say is so looking at your life is there anyone that you could go to to get support as well as us and that's the sort of thing that we do mm. and just having a human voice on the end of the phone oh, yeah. is just so often so beneficial to people in the moment it doesn't take the loneliness away long term of course but just for that little time they feel they're not quite so alone I and they're think. so important and, aren't they yeah. when they phone they, they get the idea that mm. they are important to us yeah um, I've spoken to various different life coaches throughout the, the hundreds of people we've spoken to on the biscuit and um, we spoke to business life coaches the nicey nicey bring you along life coaches the Stephen Marshalls that will be like right get up grab your shit let's go you know <laughs> well then kind of life, co life coaches people react to different types of conversation and it, so some people may react better to a bit of assertiveness mm. uh, friendliness some people don't will not ring up and want to have um, a lovely phone call with someone if they're feeling a bit pensive like so how do you deal with the different types of people is it I mean, do you have to change the type of conversation for the problem? No, no, no we, we wouldn't do that. We're not ultimatums, so we're all different. But if we do get people who ring up who are very angry, yeah. people who are sexist, people who are racist. So what we have to do is listen to them so you can hear that this is really important to you, isn't it? Tell me a bit more about how you are feeling. And we go right back to the feelings. And... In, Quite often, at the end, they've they've calmed down and they've said, you know, said we said, well, if we look at this in a different way, is there another way you could look at it? And the conversation opens up, doesn't it? Yeah. But you can't say it's easy when people phone up and they they're they're rude and tell us that it's a waste of time because we can't do anything. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, we're not perfect human beings, but we're just people. Yeah. We are just, we're just people, people, just normal people. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. Um, what are the most difficult situations that you guys have to deal with? I mean, I'm trying to build a picture for the listeners. Like, when someone has been doing this for so many years, what do we expect them to have gone through as, as far as difficulty? Suicide in progress. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's tough. People on the phone who have done something to take their own life or are about to do something to take their own life. That must be incredibly difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, yeah. your colleague is there. We've, you can call, well, you would call them over to support you. And there's a leader to support you as well. Yeah. And we are there for people. We're not telling them, no, you mustn't do this. We're there for them. To explore options yeah. and to give them time. Yeah. That, that's what we're... Be doing. there for them in whatever way they need. They need yeah. over the phone. Mm. yeah so like the so at least there's somebody with them for that yeah, yeah absolutely that, mm. absolutely i mean we'd all always hope that by talking to us they might change their mind and yes. many do don't they yeah. many yeah. do many yeah. do but one in four phone calls that we get nationally now explore suicidal ideation wow. so, so we have to be we have to know how to deal with it do you guys ever explore peer support people that have been through that that can help we've got um nationally we've got a lived experience um group of people so we're constantly being informed and trained in in all sorts of things through the lived experience but also uh, we need people who haven't had lived experience who can just listen to yeah. what's going on without yeah. thinking oh when that happened to me, because we mustn't, we yeah. never self-disclose because yeah. it makes us part of the conversation then, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And, and people who are in a 
dark place. They don't want to hear about your dark no. place. They want to. We're there to listen to what they're going through, yeah. explore mm. what they're going through, and how things might possibly change for them. Um, as a as somebody that may may have joined up as a as a, as a phone listener. Um, what does their first sort of couple of weeks look like? How do you train someone to take on this or this 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 amazing job that you guys do? Well, we first everything starts from our mission and values, and our mission is that fewer people die by suicide. So we spend time talking about Samaritans as a whole, what we believe, and and that's all okay until we get to the self determination bit, and that's when people find it quite difficult mm. that we believe in self determination. And then, then we get some very, very difficult conversations with our trainees. Um, and some people don't want to do that. No, they feel no. that we should rescue, but we are not rescuers. That's not what we do. It must be re- incredibly difficult to retain a, a staff level that, that has got to have the, the empathy and the compassion to be able to do the job, but can't react in that way because mm. it's professionally that you can't do that. Mm. Um, so I, I appreciate the difficulties you must go through retaining the staff and the, the testament to you guys as well that have done you know done this for so long I mean since the pandemic as well oh there's you know. people who've been here for dance like longer than me 37 yeah. years I'm sure we're going to yeah. meet them at the party you will you <laughs> will yeah absolutely I'm, I'm a newcomer really. yeah but, um, can I just say thank you for using the word empathy rather mm. than sympathy that is so that empathy is what we're about not sympathy so thank you very much Alex no I appreciate it um it's it's not I don't feel like empathy is something that everyone can lean on naturally mm. no, some people got to dig really deep to be able to access yeah. that side of us yeah um it's important quality to have if you want to support someone in any sort of situation and it's a thing I've I actually learned when I came to be a Samaritan I didn't realize that there was a difference between sympathy mm. and empathy yeah. did you no, no. I knew that they were completely different words. Yeah. But I didn't really understand the true meaning. No, me neither. Until starting here. Yeah. So quickly, just to put in there, uh, I found a great explanation on the difference between empathy and sympathy. And I got it from the website psychmc.com. And it says, empathy is shown in how much compassion and understanding we can give each other. Sympathy is more of a feeling of pity for another. Empathy is our ability to understand how someone feels, while sympathy is our relief in not having the same problems. Well, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes is, is mm. kind of like it's that's a lifelong lesson. I'm, I'm not a religious person, but like that's talked about in the Bible an awful mm. lot. You know, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Absolutely. And, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. would you deal with that situation? It's yeah. a valuable lesson for all of us, I think, because yeah. um, whether you're talking about homeless people, whether you're talking about alcoholics, domestic violence, any sort of thing, you put yourself in that situation, think about yeah. the terrors that those people are going through. Yeah. Um, I think it'll make us all sort of think about it and you, I never want to pre- preach on the podcast do you know what I mean I know yeah. there are a lot of people out there that do have the skill of empathy but it's acting on empathy that is the most important it's thing hard. yeah being non-judgmental yes it's so difficult because we're human beings and you know we've all got unconscious bias we can't help it that forms how we think and our opinions and you have to be really aware of that we do that in our training you know what are your unconscious biases mine is everybody who's got a dog is a nice person <laughs> <laughs> let me see the dog <laughs> I love that. Um, let's talk about the party today then so uh, what, what, what are you guys expecting how long have you guys planned this what's it all about this party today well we're 60 years old and being the outgoing director I, I finish next week because we're only allowed to do it for three years I finish next week oh wow I thought oh, I wonder what we can do to celebrate what we've done for these last three years, because we've done tons. And then I looked through our old minutes books and found out that just after this weekend was the inaugural meeting of of Samaritans of Shrewsbury. So I just said, wouldn't it be good to have a party? And voila, this is what you see. Everybody rallies around, anybody who likes doing parties. And that team, Angie and Nick and Claire and Anne and Judy, they're just the sandwiches guys in the kitchen. I've just been in the kitchen, guys, and they're working hard in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, don't go in the kitchen. (laughs) Go in the kitchen. But we were there for a cup of of coffee, and it was kind of like, they were so busy, so focused on the task. Well, they're catering for 100 people. Yeah. And the room is yeah. Nick is oh, just made. yeah you the must room go looks see. amazing yeah. it's really really lovely yeah and that's the wonderful so thing somebody can have an idea 
and we're such a family that there are people with all sorts of strengths and it takes off you yeah, know it's great i, I couldn't bring yeah. a party together um, we're expecting about 100 people yeah, yeah. wow well, yeah. it's quite Yikes. a party yeah. <laughs> and it's important because these are the people that are coming that have got us to where we are today it's not just us who are here now we've got a lady coming who's 107 wow. yeah absolutely amazing and, and was a Samaritan oh blimey probably when it's, yeah, yeah. Well, when it started you yeah, know and, yeah. and without those people because we moved around Shrewsbury we started at St Upman's church and then we went to castle street and then we came here and people have given us money so that we can buy the property and all sorts of things and it just means that us samaritans of today are, are, are lucky enough that that's happened i love this building uh, this is one of the first things i said this building is we're by the arches um by the english bridge um and it's it's, it's like a tardis you walk in and it opens <laughs> up and it's like a building lost in time it's so fantastic this hallway for example yeah. is wonderful I love we're it. very lucky that they lend us this building because we're just over the the courtyard there so people who've been in shrewsbury a long time will know that it was a shop and there was a little barber shop next to it before the gyratory was built yeah, oh, right. yeah so I didn't know that. yeah one of our sam said i used to come and have my hair cut here <laughs> wow. the... there's a stunning view from yeah. the ranch upstairs over the river it's great. oh that helps yeah. when you've had a tough call yeah to go and look at that that really helps doesn't my, it? my wife's gone for for walks at Pontsbury there this morning and uh, she was showing me pictures it's nice to go out and get in nature yeah especially when you're feeling a bit pent up oh, and yeah. you know you've had a busy week yeah um, yeah. To be out in nature is really, really good. It's mm. one of the best things I love about my job. Well, I'm not going too, too much into it. Is you know walking around, being around, yeah, um, meeting people, and people normally, if you give them a smile and a hello, small talk saves lives, Alex. Absolutely. <laughs> um, do, do you guys get affected by the river and off lot? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have barriers. Yeah. We, yes. <laughs> we have plans. Well, yeah. yeah. We've got flood flood protection plan. We've been flooded there twice, um, two thousand and four and two thousand and eight, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So as Angie says, we've got flood barriers, we've got everything, haven't we, yeah. just in case. We've even got something that if the water comes up through the toilet that you put on the toilet to stop it coming out. That, yeah. That, who knew? <laughs> Not <something>. me. <laughs> <laughs> Extraordinary. Landscape's always changing. Mm. What would you say to somebody who's listened to us that has never accessed the Samaritans but probably could do with it? There's somebody sitting there right now thinking, I'm a bit bit nervous about ringing a stranger and talking about my problems it i get it that it's a scary thing to do but we are there for them we that's what we're there for no matter what is is um bothering them um what worries they have they can call whatever yeah whatever whatever people quite often say oh i'm this is just silly i'm really sorry to ring and it's like no this is for you this is you've called it's your time and we're here for you um so please call yeah do it do it can i share something of course you can please do um before i ever became a samaritan um not that long before but um i was in a bit of a situation that i was unsure of and I didn't know where to go. Um, basically, um, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Um, my ex-partner was trying to take his life, and the police phoned me because I was always the port of call. And I thought, oh, the police have phoned me. I've got to go because um, they've said so. And I always used to go when they rang. And I got to the to the end of the road of where this said person was and I thought I don't want to do this it's not right I I don't want to do it and I rang the Samaritans and it was I was I was scared I was nervous I was thinking this is stupid to be ringing them will they laugh at me and it I was on the phone for about 20 minutes and by talking things through with them I well it completely changed my life as in I felt strong to say I don't want to do this anymore and it was only by talking things through with them that I said things out loud that I've never admitted before and it honestly it completely changed my life and I made from that conversation from that 20 minute phone call it's changed my life 
as in I'm stronger, I can, I'm allowed to say no, but without having that conversation with whoever that Samaritan was at the end of the phone, I realised that I can say no. So. Yeah. It very makes empowering. perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Perfect that's, sense. That's beautifully taught. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that with us. Well, and it, really good. I remember when I was in school, I was um, an angry little child. Mm. <laughs> and um, they were like, right, you're going to go see the school counsellor. And I remember going into this room, the counsellor sat there instead and he goes, hello, Alex, please sit down. I was like, okay. So I sat down and he goes, begin. <laughs> oh, right. oh. And I was oh. like, uh, uh, what do well, I do? Yeah, yeah. He just wanted no. me to just talk. Yeah. And I was like, no. He's like, tell me, tell me what's on your mind. Yeah. No, I couldn't think of what to say. I was no, like, well. Of course not. You, need drawing, you needed drawing out, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. That was my first sort of welcoming into counselling. And because of that kind of awkwardness of it, I was kind of like, I ain't doing that again. That was a very strange situation to be in. But mm. this is my counselling. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. This podcast, this speaking to people and mm-hmm. finding out what, what your what your lives are like and mm-hmm. talking about my things. I do a lot of whining on this podcast. The listeners <laughs> will know. Uh, and if you listen to my show, you'll see that like, I do a lot of whining. And I've been through some serious serious stuff in my mental health recently over the last especially mm. over the last year mm. I had to take a break from the biscuit because I was driving myself insane mm. um, I feel like sometimes you've got to listen to your inner mm. instincts absolutely and sometimes you've got yeah. to say no mm. and say sometimes no it takes yeah. somebody to say to you well how are you feeling about all this and then it all comes out and you yeah. think I don't want to do this anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um, what does the the future look like for someone you see you've got this this building now you own the building now yeah we do yeah. Yeah. so you're here forever um, are you guys do you guys like to grow stay the same are you happy about how things are I mean how does it look always growing mm. always growing always, always changing always. things making things better yeah mm. um, yeah making things better um, we're always um, inviting people to come and be volunteers if they think it's something they would like to do so growing the numbers as well mm. um, we have a voice in par- not Shrewsbury, but Samaritans have a voice in Parliament on uh, suicide prevention. So that's always growing mm. as well, working with the government, working with loads of different agencies. At the moment, we work with Missing People, Network Rail. Um, for us as a branch, we uh, rather than doing face-to-face sessions in branch, uh, we've changed it to go out to food banks, and we're on duty at food banks, and we're looking for places where where there's a need for people to be listened to. Yeah, offering our active listening workshops we do. Anybody who wants a Samaritan's awareness talk, we will go out and do that. And it's all free because we passionately believe that we want to share this stuff because we want to reduce suicide. Yeah, and... It's the Samaritans worldwide thing, isn't it? It's not just the UK. Or it's, UK? There are. There's one in Spain and I think India. have yeah. got a, um, the, but there's the befrienders that we're linked to. Yeah. Yeah, because we we live in a completely different world to somewhere like say America, where healthcare is very like expensive yeah. and you mm. know mental health issues get yeah. paid for and stuff like this. I feel like we're very lucky in this country to the fact the fact that uh, mm. we see a lot of this as as something that we can lean on if we need it. It's there. Yeah. You know. We get emails, don't we, from all over the yeah. world because we do online chat and we do emails as well yeah. and we get emails, emails from all from over the world, yeah. you know, lots of countries where people, for example, are um, being gay is illegal so they just email and talk about that with us. Yeah. Uh, loneliness, all sorts of things, don't they? But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really important that you- Oh, that's so good it's so mm. good that you, there are people it's also a real shame that there are places in the world that, that kind yeah. of only see this as, as in this country as yeah as I a viable know. option I know um, but you guys do incredible work honestly like everybody that that is part of the Samaritans um I'm friends with Phil Gillam and he's been on the show a few oh, times yeah. I know he was a great advocate for you guys he was, while he was yeah. a mayor um, uh, it's, it's just that we see the work that you guys do so thank you for for doing that um, and if anybody wanted help from the Samaritans um, how would they get it? 116 123 3 and it doesn't show up on your bill so nobody will know that you've phoned I wish and we had a camera in here that was brilliant the way you said that. That, was, I mean, that wasn't even on and we don't know who they are. We don't, ha- we don't have any information about callers apart from what they tell us. So they might tell us their name or they might not. We certainly don't have their phone number or their email address or anything. Nothing. 
Nothing. So we can't trace people. It's between mm. us and them. Do people abuse that though? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I bet you get some funny stuff come through as well. Yeah, yeah, and and that's when you need your shift partner because you could spend perhaps an hour and a quarter on the phone talking to somebody about their problems and then you find out it's a sex call and that is really annoying because mm. we feel like we've, we've, we've blocked the phone line when somebody else could be there. Yeah, that does make us cross, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 How awful that is. I can mm. see that happening though with, with anything that exists mm. in the world, yeah. whether it's social media, whether it's... Yeah. Uh, something like, yeah, it's yeah, the good. same sort of thing, isn't it? Uh, how do you... Do, is it your, do you have to lean on your instincts to weed out the, the genuine calls and the non-genuine calls? You get a bit of an antennae, don't you, for you do. it? And, and then you, you have to be sure yeah. that it is definitely a, what mm. we call a misuse of service. So, yeah. Um, and then if you're sure, you can say, mm. um, I'm going to end the call now because this isn't appropriate. This is not a service that Samaritans offer. You know? Okay. Um, and you say that the calls are completely anonymous. They're on the spot. You can't trace anything. But can you refer if you need to? Safeguarding, yes, yeah. we can. Um, so it's for it, we have to have certain information for our national headquarters to do anything about it. So we need to know the caller has to give us their name and their address and their phone number. And if they don't, there's nothing much that we can do. All we can do is let our safeguarding team nationally know that we've had this call and we're very concerned about it and then it gets monitored in case somebody will phone again. But um, that's, and threats to life, bomb warnings, they're not confidential, we will pass those on. So you yeah. can't ring up the Samaritans and threaten people? No, yeah, no that gets passed on to the police straight away and um, it will be taken forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes an awful lot of sense. Doesn't it? Does. It? Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys have been fantastic. We've been Thank doing this for like you. half an hour now, I think. Um, have we? Yeah. Gosh, we're going to go and get changed. <laughs> you guys got a party to get ready for. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. We're going to take the mic around the party. So the next bit you're going to listen to, guys, is me around the party. Is there anybody, anything you want to add before? Is there anything I've missed? I want to give you an opportunity, just if there's anything you want to say that we haven't covered yet. Just thank you to everybody who's made the Shrewsbury Samaritans what it is today over the last 60 years. Yeah. Absolutely everybody. So it means it's kept going. And looking back through the minutes, we find it's the same issues that, that they've had time and time again, but they've got through it yeah. to get us where they are now. Yeah. Working, Wonderful. Working together. Yeah, absolutely. This Thanks, has been Alex. brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so what we're going to do now is, uh, as the party is sort of getting together, people are going to have a bit of time to sit around and chat and talk to each other. And this is going to be a great opportunity for me to get interviews with people that have been in around Samaritans and helped them for whatever reason they do. And so we've found our first victim or guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name's Paul Moran. I'm the husband of uh, Lauren, who's been director for the last three years. Uh, hence my involvement with Samaritans. Um, how important is the Samaritans to you guys? What I mean, yeah. Well, my wife has uh, been involved ever since I've known her, particularly the last three years. Um, and you know, she asked me to come along, help out in a way that I can, which is uh, practical uh, aspects. So I look after parts of the building along with uh, other members of the the building team. Um, and I tend to do the practical work, uh, which is my sort of forte and what I enjoy doing. But you know, the the listening part of Samaritans is the essential sort of part of of what they do. But they need a base to work from, um, which you know has to be maintained. You're gonna have the hardware to go with the software, right? <laughs> You're yeah. gonna be able to operate from yeah. somewhere, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I would be hopeless sat on the end of a telephone trying to talk to somebody um, but if I can wield a saw and a hammer and, and make the place workable in then you know that's what I'm happy to do we were talking about the dreaded river <laughs> opposite oh, yeah. does that give you much grief uh, yeah we've been called out once or twice at midnight to put flood defences up um, all yeah. good fun um, more often than not they're not needed but you can't take that chance so you have to come out and do it yeah, and how often do do you have to fix the place up over there? Is it does it run nicely? Do you have any issues? That um, 
they had an awful lot of work done professionally um, over the last two or three years. I tend to just do the sort of odd jobs as and when they come up. It's just like any building, you know, your own house, there's always something to do. Uh, so I'm just around uh, on call um, and try and do them. They, they usually have to wait a while before I get ready to do them, but uh, I do, do my best to get them done as, as quick as I can. Well, brilliant. Thank you so much for, for offering your time and support for such a great cause. And what I'm going to do today is, uh, during this next sort of half an hour, ask, has anybody got any message for, uh, messages for anybody that's been involved with the Samaritans over the next 60 years in Shrewsbury? Have got a message for those people? Um, well, I think they do a, a tremendous job. Uh, it's a vital job, you know, we all go through tough times in life. Um, I guess every one of us can sort of think back to a time when we've needed somebody to talk to, whether it's been Samaritans or just a, a best mate or uh, a colleague or whatever. Um, but, you know, there are people going through dire times and just having somebody who's going to listen, not judge you and, you know, help you out is, is vital. Uh, so, yeah, they've done 60 years. I'm sure they will be... Uh, equally uh, valuable over the next 60 years although I don't think I or my wife will be here in that time. It's wonderful though to, to see that it is such a valuable thing and you guys are here I mean we were just talking just after we finished recording downstairs we were talking about what these guys do um, about like people that just want some, to say someone have someone say goodnight to them yeah. before they go to bed something as yeah. simple as that yeah important right yeah I mean we we sort of get taking in with our own circumstances and you know you, you can have a family around you friends around you and you think everybody's like that but you know out there in the world there are people who are living on their own as you say uh, they're lonely they haven't got a friend they haven't got family to turn to uh, and just being able to pick up a phone and talk to somebody um, is vital wonderful well thank you for chatting with me today and thank you for your time with the Samaritans thank you so, would you like to introduce yourself and, and your capacity with the Samaritans? Yeah, I, I'm um, Jane Coward, and I've been a Samaritan for about four years now. Mm. And um, I've been involved in the town in lots of various capacities throughout my life. I'm a Shrewsbury girl. Um, and as I reached, um, for certainly way past retirement age, I thought to myself, what can I do that isn't physically demanding in a and, and I you know and I joined and they are a wonderful team um, very welcoming and I find it very fulfilling um, it's a very um, topical thing um, obviously we don't just deal or have callers with um, suicidal you know often people think of Samaritans as just suicide people but it isn't you know yeah, we were talking about um, downstairs when we were doing the interview, talking about people that just want to say goodnight to someone. Yeah. At night. That's quite sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we do get, yes, we obviously do get people who just want to say goodnight, you know, or just hello, you know. It's surprising, you know. It's, it's mad. We talk about small talk. I'm, I've never been good at small talk, you know, when you stand there at the bus stop talking about the weather or how the football team's going on. But if you can find someone to do that that's comfortable doing it with you, and just yeah. have that interaction. I think that's really imp more important than we realise, I think. Yeah, and, and it isn't small talk to them. You know, sometimes, um, so, uh, often I'll come off a call and think, hmm, how much use have I been, you know? And then uh, we always debrief with our leader afterwards. Um, and, you know, we were there for them. And, and I like to think we were there for them. Um, a lot of people just need someone to talk to. And uh, what is sort of everyday stuff... To, to, to the listener may not be to them you know we all when when we people have problems and anxieties it's big to them you know and it's it's able to recognize that it's big to them and so that we can listen empathetically to them to me conversations like a natural rhythm of society through the generations and generations whatever is happening around us conversation is always being key right so the thought of someone having to wake up by themselves mm. and not be able to speak to someone for a whole day not even speak maybe that's quite heartbreaking oh, to think is, about it is and the heartbreaking thing is that some people just don't have anybody 
um, you, you know, from, from family or friends, they um, live very isolated lives. Yeah. That is heartbreaking. And of course, there's nothing we can do, um, you know, from a practical point of view, but we are there to listen. And many of our callers, I know, ring us quite often and depend on us. And then that's what we're there for. And it's been going for 60 years now. It's tried and tested, yeah. not going anywhere anywhere, anytime soon. You guys have been doing a great job for yeah. all of that time. Is, is there anything that you've seen in the four years you've been here that's changed in the, in the landscape of doing what you guys do? Is there, is there anything, any catalyst that's changed the way you do things? No, 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 to be honest. Um, I'd like to sort of give you some dramatic answer to that as yes. But no, I, I find the caller's concerns are the same. Um, you know, um, and, and it's across the board of all sorts of problems. But that's a good thing, though, in a way that because you guys, over the experiences that you've had whilst being Samaritan, you've had those conversations time and time yes. again. But I mean, my experience is relatively limited. I mean, there are lots of people you will have interviewed, probably people who have been here 30 years. I, you know, I'm a new girl, you know, but um, in addition to um, the listening, me being a listening Samaritan, I'm also in the prison uh, team, which means that we go, there are six of us, we go to Oakwood Prison, um, and uh, there is a, most prisons have a list, well, they call it listeners. They're not Samaritans, but they are listeners. Uh, but the Samaritans um, go to train them, and uh, we go once a fortnight, uh, two of us uh, to de- debrief with with the prisoners uh, who provide a service to their fellow prisoners um, to, for this in the on the same principle of, of Samaritan's work um, but obviously it's not the same as I say it, it's not the same but it's different if you know what I mean and um, I find that again uh, a, a very rewarding uh, thing you know so we, we go what once once every, I go once every month, once every six weeks as part of the team of six that go there. That seems like an incredibly empowering thing to, to be a part of because being able to talk about maybe something you've done or some, how something's affected you gives you the opportunity to forgive yourself, to, get, for, to be able to move forward yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Yes, and I actually think that the listeners, the prisoners, have a harder job than we do because in our work... The call, obviously, it's confidential, um, and and um, we are, we don't know them, and so therefore people can speak very freely to us because they've no idea who we are or where we are, and vice versa. Whereas with the prison situation, um, they are going into a, a, a prisoner will call for a listener, they go into their cell and listen to them, but there is difficulty for them because they're living with them. So, so the confidentiality thing is quite hard for the listener to cope with and um, it means the listener has got to gain the trust of the prisoner in order to confide in them um, if they want to talk about things that are, you know upset them and, and then we, as I say, we debrief after a couple of weeks and they t- the prisoners tell us uh, what their concerns have been and that sort of thing and we talk about the cases that, that, that the calls that we've and the, how could we have done it better and you, you know so we share we share information to constantly try to improve the service that's really wonderful you, you do an amazing service thank you so much for what you do no, sorry oh. um, I find it fulfilling you know and but they are a wonderful as you can see you know they're a wonderful bunch um, made lots of friends I believe anybody who does any work in, in any situation charity especially you've got to be selfish enough to get something out of it yourself I think anybody who says I purely do it for platonic reasons actually I don't believe that I believe you have to have get something back yeah, you know, be able to help, and, yeah. and, and, and what we get back is the comradeship and the, and the, and the fun that we occasionally have and you know been working hard for this purpose as well yes oh absolutely absolutely yes Mm. yeah Yeah. Yeah. brilliant Uh, what i'm going to do this bit is i'm going to ask you have you got any messages to anybody that's been involved with the samaritans over the last 60 years any messages for them 
just, I mean, far be it from me, because as a repeat, I'm a newcomer and, and I know people far more um, dedicated and long-serving will be thanking them, and I know Lauren, our director, will be thanking them profusely, but um, it's given me an insight into the dedication that people have shown in the past um, as to how much people have given in the past and uh, you know and yeah without sounding dramatic or cheesy saved people's lives you know on occasions and I'm sure people they have so you know and I know a lot are coming today so they still have those links um, and you know a Samaritans has a special place in their heart wonderful that was yeah. brilliant thank you so much I'm Jill um, I'm a listening volunteer and I also volunteer with the outreach group Outreach, we didn't talk, we've just done a discussion downstairs for about half an hour. I don't think we covered the outreach that often, so what, that much. So what do you guys do on outreach then? Um, we go along to food banks, uh, the railway station, and we do face-to-face listening. Oh wow, wonderful. And uh, you, you say you've been here for two years doing this, and what have you learned over the last two years with the Samaritans? Um, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about, or a little bit, about the people who we listen to, who phone us up, who we speak to face to face. Um, and it's been a really enlightening progress process. Oh, nice. I, and I've heard that quite a bit, that learning from other people and from their experiences and, and like helps your empathy grow a little bit so that you can learn to sort of help people in their certain situations. Um, can you find, is, can it be difficult at times to listen to people? Um, Difficult as in sometimes you wonder how people can cope with their lot because it's not just one thing and if something's happened to them early on in their lives you can usually see a process of different things that have happened to them and that they've had to deal with over their lifetime so that can be difficult thinking that they've had nobody it's not an easy job to do to listen to to, to especially if someone's quite distraught you know um, and we were talking about the certain things that you guys speak about and the situations you may come under um, so you know what, what you guys do is fantastic so in whatever capacity you help someone thank you so much for doing what you do okay thank you um, what I'm going to do is say it, I'm trying to collect sort of um, any nice messages that you can say to anybody that's been involved with the Samaritans over the last 60 years. Any messages you'd like to say to these people? Uh, well, to everybody I've come across, when I joined two years ago, it was like joining a family. Um, and this family just grabs hold of you and they're supportive and they're friendly and they're lovely. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Anna. Hi Anna, how long have you been involved with the Samaritans? Be about ten and a half years. Ten and a half years, that's a long time. It is, yeah, yeah, no, but great place to belong to, really lovely. What drew you towards the Samaritans at the beginning there? Oh golly, um, some personal experience of things that had happened to people I knew um, and just always been interested in, in listening to people, listening to their stories and, and helping support them. And over the last ten years? How much has the landscape sort of changed with the help that people need and the, what you guys offer? I think there's a lot of common themes. There's obviously um, the economic landscape has changed and the social landscape has changed a lot. And then we've had COVID thrown into the middle of that. So all of that has changed. But there are still common themes of people struggling with loneliness and, and all of that sort of thing. That's one thing I've heard a lot is that the things that people talk about don't really change. It's all about kind of like the, the same things over and over again, which is, which is society, right? That's, that's how we cope as a society, whether it's money, whether it's emotional problems. Um, and over the last 10 years, have you become more adept at sort of helping people for them type of situations? I don't know if I've become more adept. I would say that people find their own way through their situations. If you give them space and just listen to them, they, they, that's what they need. Wonderful. And what message would you give to anybody that's been involved with the Samaritans over the last 60 years? Oh, wow, just thank you. It is such a fabulous organisation to belong to. So so welcoming. It really is a family. And whether it's in the branch or wider in the region or the whole national um, setup, everybody is there to support everybody else. It's just brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you for chatting to me. 
So I'm going to just record a little bit here while I'm, you know, surrounded by these these amazing volunteers at the Samaritans. People start to come in now, and my job here is to get a few stories about, you know, why people do what they do with the Samaritans and the help that they they, they offer. Um, the stories I'm getting are, are wonderful, but I think uh, one of the things I'd like to reflect on is the fact that the the problems and the situations that people um, come to the Samaritans with are age-old problems that repeat over and over again from uh, decade of decade, generation to generation. And I think that's something we can all learn is that the problems that you're facing right now, uh, whether it be you're struggling with your pills or, um, you know, these are problems that we can all help each other with. So that's important. Well, I first joined as a Samaritan in 1987. Wonderful. So it's quite a long time ago. Um, we weren't in this premises. We were in Castle Court, which is behind the library or near the library. Mm-hmm. Um, very different facilities than the branch we've got here, of course. So I saw the move to the branch. Um, I also saw the floods. The floods, we've talked about that today, yeah. Completely flooded out. It was, uh, yeah, interesting. So, a story of uh, Salopians for generations, right? Those floods? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and everybody. Well, actually, it was interesting. I, I suppose this is okay to say, but when the discussion was being made about moving premises, uh, and this, the premises across the road, you know, just outside here, when the availability of that came up, um, one of the things that people were worried about was football hooliganism. Oh, really? Because of the, the gay meadow? The gay meadow was where the football ground was. Well, of course, there wasn't a hint of that in all the time that they were there and we were here. But nobody predicted the floods, even though floods had happened in the past, but not like that. Um, perseverance, very important. You guys are still still here, still helping people. Um and I'm trying to understand how the landscape may have changed in all the time that you've been uh, with Samaritans. As we talk about mental health and the problems that people are faced with. Do you think there's been much change in how you help people and the help that they need from you? I think that's two questions, really. Um, how we help people is, stays basically the same. We listen, we give them time, we give them care as we can over the phone by distance Um, and we try to be available at the times when maybe nobody else is available to talk to. What was the other half of the question? The the help that people need help with the problems that are faced with people Well I think my answer to that the basic answer is people are people so you do see some maybe some patterns like bad times when at times when everybody else is happy and you're expected to be joyous and happy and maybe that's not the way you feel at the moment so I don't think that changes but otherwise yes there is there are some changes quite hard to hard to define really I think it comes with uh, different innovations inventions and how we do things social media for example Facebook these kind of pressures that are put on people kids today you know people have got cameras walking around and they can record people in certain situations that are difficult we didn't have that a few years ago Um, it's nice that we as society we sort of adapt in the way we sort of help people you know Um, what I wanted to do is I'm trying to collect any messages for people that have been involved with the Samaritans for the last 60 years have you got a message that you'd like to say to anybody that's been involved um, over to the, the Samaritan or people out to the Samaritans or for, or for the people or to Samaritans they're just a wonderful bunch of people to be with and the best thing about being a Samaritan volunteer is that you're in amongst other Samaritan volunteers um, what could be better what could be better support outside I would say oh to stress our availability and of course the, the different ways that we, we can be contacted not only the phone but by, by email and by, um, oh, I forgot the title of it, but using the keyboard. Yes, on, on the internet, uh, social media. No, no, not social media as such. Um, I forgot what it's called. Somebody else will tell you when you go around. So 
people are having a, a, an in a real-time message but typing it. Oh, so like for like WhatsApp and things like that? So like mm, texting? It's not, it's not WhatsApp, but there is a name for it and I can't remember it. Oh, cool. Well, I want to thank you for all your years of service with the Samaritans and what you do. You're very easy to talk to. I'm sorry? You're very easy to talk to. It's very, it's very easy to talk to. Well, um, it's easier to talk than listen, really. <laughs> no, no, it's the other way around. It's easier to listen than talk, but you may... Yeah. I think a good listener is invaluable amongst people someone that can sit and listen somebody that can sit and listen is invaluable I think very very important yes it's listening yeah listening in in all its shape not just hearing and what was your name again sorry Sally Sally thank you so much for chatting to me today thank you so much for chatting I'm sorry if I didn't hear all the time. It's, it's a busy room, lots of people, which is good, isn't it? These are all these fantastic to have people coming back and and re-greeting and you know from over the years. It's lovely. Yeah, it really is lovely. nice. Great privilege. Thank you for chatting to me today, Sally. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm Tony. I've been working with Samaritans for ten years as a volunteer, and I deal with all the IT and phones, but also listening to callers on the phone and a big a big time on online chat as well so a mixed bag of what you do then that's what that's quite called very versatile yeah yeah well yeah i try the best <laughs> over the last 10 years you talk with the, the technology and the phones and stuff things have changed dramatically right yeah um yes i mean the the latest thing we're doing is this online chat where people can contact us it's a bit like whatsapp but you know we're finding a lot more people who've never used this before are coming on the online chat and a lot of people with severe you know, personal difficulties are coming on online chat. I would say the percentages are more people are contacted with who are in worse position on online chat than they do on the phones. Yeah, we were talking about, I was talking to Sally actually about that, um, and she was, couldn't remember the name of the chat, so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. So it's very similar to WhatsApp. I mean, that's how everything's moving now, isn't it? Is that it's, everything's got to be more and more accessible. And it's good to see that you guys are keeping up with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, people don't use, young people don't use the phone. But we don't get, just get young people on the online chat, we get older people as well. Um, and a complete range of people. It's, uh, it's a very good service. It really does help a lot of people. Wonderful. Um, and, you know, we're talking about uh, how how's that, how does that effectively help people in a different way to the phones? Is, it, is, it, is, it, is there a specific area that can cover better okay. I think I think the thing is that um, what I've noticed is that on the phone when you start a conversation on the phone there's always a little bit of hand hold hand shaking you know, it's a bit like how are you kind of thing Ice, awkward icebreaker yeah. yeah 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 you know it's like we do that's what we do on the phone but on chat it's like the first the first message is is dire you know I'm going to I'm going to kill myself now you know it's like bang so it's Straight much more in. urgent um, which is good, really, because it means you can sort of you cut out some of the of the chat, you know, some of, some of the um, sort of handshaking stuff, so you can get almost quickly. And also, the other advantage is that um, people can use it, you know, on their mobiles when they're standing by a bridge or whatever, you know. So it's much more accessible, really. When you see that dot 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 while they're typing things, you know that they're, they're doing something. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think we're about to kick off. Okay. Well, thank you so much All for right. chatting to me. Right. Quickly, before we go, uh, have you got any messages for people that have been involved with the Samaritans over the last 60 years? Yeah, um, what a great organisation. And uh, I'm, a, um, I'm the son of a Samaritan, so um, it's a family business. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Brilliant. And that is where my adventure ended yesterday. I had to go and do some parenting, so I had to leave just before they got started. But I want to say thank you to Claire for inviting me along and and being a listener of the show as well. That's really that's really nice. It was just such a nice day. So hearing those stories is what makes this this podcast worth it. You know, I, I just kind of enjoy these kind of things going out and collecting this. Um, Claire was like, oh, you know. Uh, stay for some lunch she was trying to get me to say, for, to say thank you you know some food and stuff and i was like no this is this is the, the the prize for me is these conversations with these amazing people so i want to say thank you to everybody that spoke to me um genuinely heard words of wisdom 
in this podcast. And um, I wanted to uh, just to say that Claire got in touch with me afterwards just to say that we forgot to talk about if you wanted to volunteer, you the listener, if you're if you're thinking, oh, I'd like to do that, I'd like to help out, um, then Claire encourages you to go to Samaritans.org forward slash Shrewsbury. Get in touch and get in touch with them if if this is if you want to become a listener and get involved. Please contact them. Um, if 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 you're sitting around and you don't have much going on and you're bored and you want to help out some way, this is a great way to use your time. So please get in touch with them. And also all the contacts uh, information for the Samaritans, if you want their help, will be on the readout for this podcast. As you're listening to this, um, take a look at the little blurb at the bottom. Press read more, and there are links there um, for the Samaritans, but also uh, the number that was mentioned during this podcast is 116123. I didn't do it as good as Lauren and Angie did at the beginning uh, part of this podcast, but uh, yeah, uh, again, that's 116123. Uh, get in touch with the Samaritans if you need their help. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, it's a really important one, I think. I, I appreciate there are maybe some difficult subjects in there for you, but um, it calls part and package of, of what the Samaritans do. If this is your first time listening to the Shoes with Biscuit podcast, we've got a huge back catalogue of amazing audio with amazing people, with amazing stories from all around Shropshire. Um, uh, you can also follow us on social media. Um, our Facebook is there and our Instagram. I'm starting to use TikTok as well to make reels, little highlights of shows that we've done. Um, so please give us a follow. It really, really does help if you if you do that. And uh, I hope you enjoy. I, I've, I've spoke, Actually, I've spoken to like three or four people in the last week alone that are going back and listening to all the Biscuit podcasts episodes honestly that means the world to me to hear that people are doing that but genuinely people are going for it so if you want to start that journey i thank you so much i really do appreciate that but um, i'm gonna go uh, we've got two more episodes left of season alpha um and then i'm gonna hang up my mic for a little bit have a break then i'm gonna start looking at guests for season bravo which is it's crazy to think about it seems like only five minutes ago we started this one amazing but so uh, stick around follow us on social media and uh, thank you for your time. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out. <laughs>